Hi, how are you doing? I hope you're feeling well. I hope you're doing well. And I hope I'll make your Wednesday even better. You are listening to the Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM. We're broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus on the unceded, ancestral, and traditional Musqueam territory in Vancouver. I am your host, Sada Unju, and I have a lovely show for you today. So, What we're going to do is I have a shout out to start out with. And then after that, we have, uh, well, I actually have two shout outs, but okay. And then we have Silvana's review of Rumba Calzada. And then I have my interview with Vera Healy, who is a musician here in Vancouver. And we're going to talk about a Craigslist cantata. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that word right, but that's okay. We're fine. It's, I'm, <laughs> okay, so I am extremely jet lagged. Um, as you might know, I was in Turkey and then I came to Canada, I think like four days ago. Yeah, it's been four days and it's, I, see, I don't even know what to say. It's just so bad. I woke up at 2 a.m. and then I've been up and it's 7 a.m. right now. I'm like, oh. I should record before my landlords wake up and start stomping on my ceiling. <laughs> but okay, that was not important at all. What's important is what we're going to talk about today. And I will start with the video out call for submissions for inter trans. So the deadline is Sunday, February 28th, 2021. It is free to submit your work. So I'm just going to read it from their, you know, their listing, their website, whatever you want to call it, because as you understand, words aren't happening for a jet lag side. (laughs) Okay, three prefixes that are open to and overlap in any number of concepts. For video outs, latest thematic call for submissions, enter multi trends invites works that are conceived through more than one focal point whether in content context and or presentation how can one mediate plural perspectives what can we find in between these perspectives where do we intersect and where do we fall short to submit please send a web link of the work we transfers aren't accepted a short synopsis and an artist bio to distribution at vivomediaarts.com so distribution you know the word distribution at and then vivomediaarts is v-i-v-o mediaarts.com digital submissions only and maximum two submissions per artists video out accepts works for screen installation and web-based contexts selected works will be presented in a program in spring 2021 and added to video outs distribution collection sounds like a great opportunity it's free to submit your work so go for it the deadline is sunday february 28th 2021 so you have some you have some time if you want more information if you just google video out call for submissions inter multi-trends you'll find it also um you can get information i'm sure at vivomediaarts.com so that's good to know (laughs) and then our second shout out is for the arts club if you live in vancouver and i hope you do if you're listening to the show because if not then we're just talking about vancouver stuff that you can't you know participated but (laughs) if you live in Vancouver if you follow theater 
Uh, and if you listen to our show, any of those three, you probably have heard of the Arts Club. The Arts Club Theatre Company is one of the best theatre companies here in Vancouver. And I'm so grateful that I've been able to review their works in the past. But unfortunately, due to COVID and the new restrictions, they aren't having stage productions right now because theaters are closed, even though restaurants and bars are open in British Columbia, which is just very weird. But so I guess, you know, what I'm trying to say is I have something about the Arts Club to tell you. (laughs) So. Arts Club announced a lineup of audio projects. So I feel like this time of COVID really brought up audio projects and brought back radio plays, which is just amazing. I'm really happy we talked with um, people about Little Women, the audio play. It's on Spotify. Go check it out, by the way. All of the episodes are out. I listen to them. They're wonderful. They're so fun. And it's, by the way, it's it's by far from the three productions. Okay. And <laughs> I, I had a um, class last term, a creative writing class, where I wrote a radio play, actually. And we had a, wrote a proposal for a COVID production and my proposal for another radio play. And so, like, not being able to see people in person and not being able to see, like, go to performances in person really is bringing out that audio aspect and that's what arts club is also doing which is amazing so they have um one two three four i believe um audio works so unexpecting by brown brownwin caradine night passing by scott button someone like you by christine quintana and my father is the greatest man in the world by Ty Amy Grauman. I am so sorry if I just butchered any of those names, which I feel like I've been doing in the past. (laughs) And so, okay, the dates. Unexpecting by Brownwyn Carradine. It's it's being released February 10th. And I'll, you know what I'm going to do? I'll read you really shortly what they are. So, unexpecting. Married couple Annie and Josephine have been trying to start a family for the past five years. As their patience and pennies start to dry up, they begin to second-guess their choices until another chance at a baby literally bursts through the front door. Unexpecting is a comedy exploration of marriage, friendship, and modern motherhood sounds great <laughs> not again february 10th night passing by scott button will be available march 17th and this is uh, again so yeah i'm just gonna read what it is wow uh, i'm a mess today <laughs> okay ottawa 1958 a young man moves from a rural town to the big city hoping to reckon with his emerging sexuality and comes face to face with the horrific oppressive acts against the queer population there. Night Passing is inspired by the true stories of LGBTQ plus Canadians who endured brutal harassment at the hands of their own government and the vital resistance that followed. March 17th. Third one. (laughs) Someone Like You by Christine Quintana. This will be released on May 19th. A Boyfriend from Hell, A Nightmare Apartment, A Botched Tinder Date. Isabella and Christine, Kristen, I'm sorry. Isabella and Kristen have been through a lot together. But the arrival of Kristen's new romantic interest leaves Isabella wondering how long can she stay in a supporting role? This new comedy launches Cyrano de Bergerac into 21st century. Mistaken identities, millennial manifestos, and the quest for self-love. Who might be waiting in the wings? May 19th. Okay, <laughs> finally, My Father is the Greatest Man in the World by Ty Amy Grauman. This will be released July 14th. Rose grew up on a farm in small town Alberta with her Metis family. Now a country singer in Nashville and pregnant with her first baby, Rose returns home with questions for her father, John. Once a trapper on the land, John has worked in the oil field since Rose was born. What from his past can help unlock her child's future? And then um, the credits, I will read the credits too. The director is Ashley Corcoran. 
Original music and sound design is Murray Price. Technical director is Ace Martins. Recording engineer is Kevin Galt. And dramaturgy is Stephen Drover and Rachel Peake. So, yeah, these all sound great. I am excited for them to be released. And I hope you'll give them a listen. And now it is time for Silvana's review. So without further ado, enjoy. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Um, it's Silvana once again. And today I have a very cool review for you. This time I had the pleasure of attending the live stream, the performance of Rumba Calzada. They perform a very cool mix between salsa and jazz and Afro-Cuban rhythms such as Son Cubano. They are a Vancouver-based band. However, they also have a very international, a very international makeup. Um, they have a very, very good singer from Havana, Cuba. Her name is Denise Sinclair. And they also had their conga player from El Salvador whom also sung. Um, I do not recall his name, but a very, very nice um, ensemble. I really enjoyed it. I must say that I am definitely biased <laughs> when it comes to um, uh, Latin American music. Um, I was exposed to this type of music a lot when I was a child. My dad personally listens to um, salsa and like uh, son cubano, Afro-Cuban music, um, and all these sort of currents in the Latin American music. So I was really happy to be able to cover this for the show um, tonight, well today. <laughs> um, and so yeah, so uh, we had the congas, we had the piano, we had the timbals, um, which is also the band leader um, who played the timbals and the drum set, so the percussionist, um, called Rafael Geronimo. Uh, there was also a small um, bass electric bass, um, a trombone, and an electric guitar, as well as a guacharaca, which is also part of the percussion. And it has a very, very nice sound that is very um, specific to salsa, I believe. This show was held on January 28th and was held at the Shadbolt Center of the Arts in the city of Burnaby. They are going to be having these events every Thursday at 7.30 and they will have the series until April 1st so I enjoyed it a lot and anyone who's listening you can also join and contribute to the Shadbold uh, Center of the Arts and their very very interesting programming. Um, the evening started with a short, very short performance by Cassandra Flamenco, uh, who is one of the artists in residence. Um, and she danced beautifully. Um, I especially loved her first outfit, um, which is very um, characteristic in flamenco. I loved her shoes. They were a very nice cherry colored red, but also with a tint of like pink. So I really liked them. <laughs> and of course, she danced amazing. Um, and it was a great way to get the night warmed up. And then it was Rumba Calzada's mambo time. They opened with a mambo song. Um, and, you know, everybody was just like, whoo! The energy um, definitely felt, even through the screen. I must say, I would have loved to be there in person. Um, I feel like, even though we can still have this amazing experience of still listening to our favorite performers and um, enjoying art online. I still, I can't say it's exactly the same as attending a real live show with the, with the sound, with um, the atmosphere. However, Rumba Calzada was still incredible and I danced for a bit as well. Um, very, very dancing music and I love dancing to salsa and all these um, rhythms. So it was great. They played some original songs. They're currently working on an album. It's not finished yet, but they share some of their original songs. One of them I very much liked. Um, it was called Cumbia para Mujeres, which means cumbia, which is um, a genre. 
for women <laughs> so it was great um and then after i don't know some minutes in the song it switched to a salsa song so i thought it was really um inventive very fun and yes this that was one that i definitely danced to <laughs> um they alternated their original songs which um some of them were largely um instrumental with um some cuban classics so this is where um then I would sing, um, and she did great homage uh, to Buena Vista Social Club and s with songs like Lagrimas Negras, which means black tears. Um, it's a very popular song, and she delivered it with a lot of passion. Um, they also played Chan Chan, which is one of the most famous songs by Buena Vista Social Club, I believe. They also played an arrangement by Tito Puente called El Cayuco. It was also a very nice moment because um, Rafael Geronimo um, said it was dedicated for his aunt who turned 80, I believe last year. And they were supposed to perform, but then COVID hit. So, um, well, that was very unfortunate. As we know, it's been really tough on performers and on the arts in general, but it was a very nice way for him to uh, wish her a happy birthday again. Um, another favorite of the band, I must say, was um, Eddie Palmieri. They played Café, um, which is a song I also have in my personal playlist. Um, so it's all about coffee. <laughs> and basically, the lyrics are Café, tostado y colado, which means coffee, roasted and filtered, <laughs> basically. And... The conga player also sung in this song. They played other other very famous salsa songs. One more by Balmieri um, that I can't remember the, its name. And also the Eres tan bonita, pero mentirosa, which is also a very, um, <laughs> a song that like, sounds in the back of my head in my childhood. And it was overall very a very enjoyable experience. As I said, it's it was a little unfortunate that we couldn't really be there with the artists themselves so they after the song was over they would they would clap <laughs> and I was like oh <laughs> I wish they could like hear us clap in a way um but it was a live stream that wasn't like a zoom it wasn't like a zoom where you could like at least react or something like that but um it would have been nice to show support in some way but they were still very lively I really um danced <laughs> A couple of the songs so it was a very it was a very beautiful experience and still like pretty intimate in the in the whole um musical experience um so props to the Shadbold uh, center for the arts in burnaby um, they did a great job with um the sound it all sounded perfectly the lighting was also really good it must be very challenging to deliver uh, performances in this um format however um, if folks want to um, participate in this um, experience and really support the spaces and artists that promote music and, and promote their art in general, um, it's a great way to spend a Thursday night. <laughs> um, so remember, the Shadwell is going to have um, numerous events up until April 1st. Um, you can buy your tickets online and they and you can book for any performance that you want to see next week they will have cristal dos santos um i believe and this will be on the 4th the 4th of february that's all by me today um thank you for listening um and uh, tune in at the chapel center of the arts they do a great job and if you want to enjoy some music on your thursdays it's a great great experience so oh oh and also check rumba calzada on their on their social networks keep an ear <laughs> i really did that um because they will be dropping an album soon so thank you for listening bye bye FM Vancouver Reloaded, playing your favorite tunes and mouth-humping your ear holes full of voice talk. Yeah, we do that.
TransCare BC works to enhance the coordination of trans health services across the province and offer expanded health services to support transgender communities. They are doing this by developing gender-affirming client-centered models of service, ensuring access to gender-affirming and supportive healthcare that is equitable and available, and supporting network development to make sure trans and gender-diverse individuals, their families, and healthcare providers have access to information, resources, and support. Check out phsa.ca to learn more about this program and lend your voice to help create an inclusive and supportive system for trans members of our community. What I'm offering here is about 300 stuffed penguins of various shapes, sizes, and species to a deserving child, a deserving child. I'm going through a pretty weird time in my life right now, having just gone through a breakup, graduated college, and temporarily living in my parents' house before I move out for good in the fall. Though I remain unemployed because my philosophy degree is at such a premium and sifting through my room, which has become this strange amalgam of my adolescence and burgeoning adulthood. It's been brought to my attention that I probably won't catch a man or have anyone believe I'm about to turn 23 with 300 penguins and a bunch of purple furniture around and that looking at my current room one might think some sort of 13-year-old with developmental issues is living here. I loved penguins as a child long before they were trendy and I collected them often putting on penguin weddings and penguin ballet recitals where I made costumes for individual penguins all of whom had names that I kept track of in my penguin censuses I could recite all 17 species of penguin in alphabetical order Adelie penguin, African penguin Strap penguin, Eastern rock hopper, Emperor penguin, a red crested penguin, Fjordland penguin, Galapagos penguin, Gentoo penguin, Humboldt penguin, King penguin, Little blue penguin, Macaroni penguin, Northern rock hopper, Snares penguin, Western rock hopper. feel justified in saying I want a deserving child, a child that will really well love the penguins and cherish her or his or there, youth with them as it slowly slips away. It slips away. It slips away. Welcome back, folks.
Thanks. I hope you enjoyed that song. That was 300 Stuffed Penguins from Do You Want What I Have Got? A Craigslist Cantata. And this song was written by Vera Hilly, um, Bill Richardson, and Emil Gladstone. And... This is a perfect transition into my interview with Veda Hilly, who is, as I said, one of the writers of this Craigslist cantata. And it's it's a wonderful interview. I'm not going to say much more. And then afterwards, I'll be back with another song. So just listen to the interview and wait for the song too. Yeah, enjoy. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Today, I'm here with Veda Healy, here to talk about Do You Want What I Have Got? A Craigslist Cantata. Veda is the writer alongside Bill Richardson and Emil Gladstone. She's the musical director, and she also accompanies with piano on stage alongside Barry... Wow, that's a hard <laughs> last name. Mirochnik, <laughs> Barry Mirochnik. Barry Mirochnik, who is on drums. <laughs> Thank you for the help. Hi, Veda, okay. how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. Um, to start us off, would you like to talk about what this production is all about? Well, this is a show that came out almost 10 years ago or longer even. I can't, I can't go, but anyway, we, it was up at the Arts Club Theater around 2012, I believe. And it's a show that all the songs are based off of real Craigslist ads. So Bill Richardson, who's a lovely writer, um, found a bunch of Craigslist ads, and some of them we just took them uh, exactly as they were online and made them into songs, and then some of them he wrote verse around it. And the whole show is about people looking for things that they want, which, you know, uh, turns out that is a theme that doesn't really die out. And the other theme, I guess, would be isolation and looking for connection on the Internet. So when the pandemic hit, we thought, well, maybe it's time to do this show again. Mm -hmm. um, and then the people at the Kelch uh, were keen. So that's what we're doing. We did it in November and people liked it. So we're doing it again this week. That's that's wonderful. And so talking about the Craigslist ads, they, as you said, they're all real ads. And so coming up with this, did you have an idea of, hey, we want to write something off of these ads? Or did you just stumble upon these ads and you were like, oh, this could be something? The start of it was um, it, at the Push Festival, uh, I ran a project called 20 Minute Musicals, where we had a bunch of different people write very short musicals. Mm -hmm. And Bill and I wanted to do something. And I remember very clearly we were sitting at uh, a at, uh, cafe downtown. And he said, well, we could do this project. I have an idea about a musical about shorts, like short pants. Mm -hmm. Or he said, what if we did something based on Craigslist? And that was the one that I thought was great right away. And this was, you know, it's a long time ago. And there hadn't been a lot of art about Craigslist yet. Now there's been quite a bit. There's a, various song cycles and movies and things like that. Um, but at the time, I just thought it was a really fresh idea. Mm -hmm. And so, and that it, because it's so human and people write so much, yeah. you know, it was the great thing coming out of newspaper ads were how you advertised when I was younger and, you, and they charged you by the word. And so you had to be really concise, but on Craigslist that was lifted mm -hmm. and people just wrote and wrote and wrote. And I think the writing that happened particularly in the mid two thousands was some really great online writing, super personal and really moving. Yeah. That sounds and great. Silly. Huh? And so Talking a little bit about the process, how was the co-writing? Because um, it's the three of you that wrote this show, right? And so how does a writing process work with multiple writers? Well, this was one of my first experiences really writing a musical. I'd worked in theater before, but it was always a bit more devised theater where uh, songs were just part of it. What we did was uh, we started with Bill... Uh, looking for uh, ads, and he would just send me the ads. So mm -hmm. he did the. So he had, so he used his eye to find ones that he thought were good, and then he would send them to me, along with sometimes he would send uh, something he'd written. But it really started with the ads, and then I would take the ads and 
see what kind of song came out. And often it was very clear to me the feeling I wanted people to get from the song being like the ad. And so then I would send those back. And then Ami's job, Ami was our real theater expert. So mm -hmm. he was the only one who'd made theater before. Bill writes books and is a radio guy. And I write songs and more in the indie rock and artsy world. And so Ami was the one who was like, okay, we put this song here and it'll go into this song here. And then we need a song like this. So he was, he had sort of the overarching theater eye. And he also uh, brought in the idea of repetition, like, oh, this song needs to come back because this is a major theme of the show. Mm -hmm. So he really structured the whole thing and he was the director as well. So it was a nice, we all brought various uh, expertises into play and, uh, and I think it worked out really well because of that. Yeah. And so you said you write songs, like indie songs. And so writing for musical, how was that for you as a new experience? Was it difficult or did you couldn't kind of just get into it being a musician? I feel like maybe it wasn't that hard. What... Yeah, it, it, in a way it wasn't as hard because I didn't have to dig up a feeling right? <laughs> or an idea even like I could just I could just respond to what the ad wanted which I found really freeing um and turns out I just really like assignments like mm -hmm. I still write songs for other things for and just for myself but uh, I think this was the beginning of me really going oh I like someone telling me what to write and then me writing it as long as it's someone that I I'm interested in and you know so, uh, so it, and it feels easier to me in many ways. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, as you mentioned in the beginning, this actually began as a 20 minute musical back in 2009. So it's been oh, 12 years. That long. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> and it premiered as a full length work in 2012. And mm -hmm. as you again mentioned, you had a popular run back in November, 2020, and now it's back in February 2021. And so considering it all began 12 years ago, and now it's coming back, and you're performing it after only a couple of months, um, how does it feel? Well, it's first of all, it just feels great to do any kind of show in pandemic times. Mm -hmm. And this show, because we all miss it, all of us who like performing are really missing it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and this show in particular works really well online because of the nature of the show. So it's about online communities, first of all, but also because the actors don't have to, they're not talking to each other. They're always talking to the audience. Mm -hmm. So that it's like they're presenting their ads to the audience the same way that people present their ads to the world. And so for that reason, uh, Ami had this fantastic idea of being at the Kulch, but ev all the actors are in their own little places so mm -hmm. not barry and i are in the same room um wearing masks but we're not singing so that's that's fine it's not it's not uh covid dangerous mm -hmm. and then the actors are each in their own separate rooms and they're just wired together in the theater not with internet wires but with just sound wires and video wires which is why we're able to play and sing together in isolation mm -hmm. because if we were in different if we were in different buildings there would be too much lag Anyway, that's a lot of technical talk, but it was it's why this show works and everybody's just uh it's just such a pleasure to be able to sing with an ensemble and play together uh and not ha not be breaking the rules and not be being unsafe in any way. And then it and then I was it was fun so that basically that was fun for us, but then what I'm hearing from people who are watching the show is that it really really works online which isn't true for all the shows you know yeah. Yeah. um so it's nice to have found we were looking for a reason to bring this show back and so there you go one of the tiny silver linings of covid <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and did you guys change anything uh on the show we did we did some uh updates uh we cut a couple of songs just because some of them felt dated we had a song about steve jobs dying that felt uh -oh. too old and <laughs> Um, but then we also updated some lyrics to um, to reflect COVID times. So you know, you were the person in the paisley mask, and just a little, just little things. Mm -hmm. I was the drag queen dressed like Bonnie Henry that shows up at one point. 
Um, so yeah, we brought it into, but we also sort of felt like it should stay a time capsule. So we didn't do, we didn't do a ton. We just did a little bit to reference where we are right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Understood. And so going back to the fact that this is a COVID production, how was the rehearsals and because I'm assuming that you did rehearsals during restrictions and also the filming too. And so how was that whole process? So weird. <laughs> it was really, really challenging. So we never, we have all these protocols. We always go a little heavier than, uh, than what Bonnie has asked us to do. So um, obviously no one is singing uh, without a mask on when we're in rehearsal. So everybody mm -hmm. is, uh, everybody's masked and distant. Sometimes people are wearing masks and face shields while they sing because uh, it's so because sadly singing is one of the hardest things to do. Mm -hmm. But the really interesting thing is that we have to rehearse all the actors individually, even though they do sing and dance at the same time. We couldn't rehearse them at the same time. So everybody, the rehearsal is uh, is very sort of brief and encapsulated. But until we're actually in the culch with everybody wired into their own little boxes, mm -hmm. we, the actors never knew what anyone else was doing. Oh. And even after that, uh, the actors don't have video to watch because we didn't have enough monitors. So the actors are doing everything only by sound. So they just have a monitor to hear what everybody else is doing. So none of them are able to see what the other team, what the other gang is doing. So until the show closed, we, then we sat and watched a recording of one of the streams, and that's when the actors got to see what was happening, which was just mind-blowing. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. Also because they do so well. like They're dancing in sync, and they're, and they're singing together, and they're passing things off the screen. without without. We didn't have time to explain why they were doing things, and Ami uh, held the whole thing in his head and told them what to do. It's a, It was a really wild process. Um, I'm super glad we get to do it again because it was it was very brain breaking. Yeah, it's it sounds um, really different because I've talked to many people about COVID rehearsals, and it's always you know we rehearsed but we got tested so we could be in the same room and not wear masks. But yours is such a different experience, and and we just can't afford to get tests every two or three days like they do in the film industry. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully no one gets sick, obviously. Yeah. But I've done a few shows now, and, and uh, no one has been felled by a cold so far. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Because that's also, I mean, obviously we don't want anyone to get COVID, but we also don't want anyone to get a cold and have to wait and see if they have COVID because we have two days of rehearsal and then three days of shows and that's it. So we're mm -hmm. just hoping everybody's very healthy for five days. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully nothing happens. <laughs> yes. I'm knocking on wood a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. And so you do the musical direction and you're also accompanying the actors with the piano on stage. Um, is it difficult to do the two together also considering that you're, in different room are you in the different rooms as the actress too or can you see yes. the actress? yeah i'm in a different i'm in a room just with the drummer i have video so i get to see them although my video has a two second lag so it can be very confusing oh. so it's mostly i'm mostly doing it by ear it's not too bad it's all it the great thing is that because we record everything because it's all going through cameras anyway mm -hmm. i can sit and watch the recording of the dress rehearsal for example and then I can give better notes because it is always a problem being the composer and the music director and a performer is I, I don't always hear when someone's doing something that they shouldn't be doing. You know, I can't hear the mistakes or, and I can't give feedback. But because we're always recording after rehearsal, I can go home and watch what we did um, and then give the notes. So it's good. Luckily, these this team is so incredible that there's not a lot I have to do. Yeah. Um... That's good that it's not it's not too bad. Um, and so before we started the interview, Vera mentioned that um, there's an album coming out of the songs from the show. And so this album, um, did you guys record this already or? This is from the show is in November. Mm -hmm. okay. So I was always sad that we didn't make a record like 12 years ago. Um, 
but we but th that show was done acoustically we weren't mic'd at all so there was no recording of the live show and it's expensive to bring people into a studio and so we just never did it and i always felt sad so that when i realized that this show in november was being recorded really well to isolated multi-track it was essentially like we were in a studio and so what i did in january is i i took those tracks to my engineer dave carswell uh, who's also a great musician in his own right, and we just uh, put it together. It'll be ready for download in a few days, so off my site and off of Bandcamp. And I'm just so excited because I love these songs. They're ridiculous, and and uh, and I think, you know, we toured all over Canada with this show, so I'm hoping that people might have good memories from 10 years ago and be happy to, to go back in time. Yeah, I um so I was sent Bus Boyfriend and 300 Stuffed Penguins um while I was preparing for these for this interview and I'm genuinely really excited to listen to the rest because even just those two songs were hilarious and they sound great. And so Yay. it's exciting. And um so what do you think the people who are listening to this interview, who are trying to decide if I should watch this or not, what do you think they should be expecting? Or just generally, what would you tell them to, you know, convince them to watch this? Well, it's not my job to convince anyone, but <laughs> you know, I, just, I just feel like that never works. It never works to say, please come see my show. But, uh, but I do think this is a really good show. And I think it's really funny. Mm -hmm. which is one of the, the things that I want the most right now. I just want funny things. Oh, my God. Um, and then the sneaky thing about this show is that it does actually end up making you feel uh, something else. Like it's a sort of a sweet melancholy as well as just being ridiculous. So amongst the songs about noodles and uh, asking someone to watch you sleep dressed as an owl, <laughs> stuff like that. It's also just about people who really, really want the thing they want, even though the thing is really weird. And so in the end, people are really moved by this show. So if you're looking for something funny that sneaks up on you and maybe, uh, maybe gets you a little teary at the end, then this is what you want. Yeah, that's, no. that's great. Thank you. Also important to mention that it will be um, streamed between February 5th and 7th. So yeah, and it's can... always live. So that's the thing too. I feel like it's not, you know, we're not just doing it once and then playing the recording. It's live and you never know what's going to happen. And I, I think that's the most exciting way to do online theater is just to, to have someone in your town doing the show and you know they're 10 blocks away or 20 blocks away and it's actually happening. And I find that more meaningful right now it's the only thing that, that distinguishes us from television right yeah otherwise we're just making kind of cheap television <laughs> <laughs> that's true also even though it's rehearsed to produce the same result no one night is exactly the same as the other night so no no on last on the last run um one of the days our video feed went down and so i just had to play a song suddenly uh that in the dark oh my <laughs> god <laughs> so yeah but it worked out really well it was fun so you never know what's going to happen with live theater yeah that's very true um you mentioned that you toured all over canada previously with this show mm -hmm. um do you think when hopefully covid ends you would want to do that again or do you think that's just you know maybe for this it's one it's done it's hard to say because sometimes I think this show is dated because Craigslist isn't as much of a, an excitement as it used to be, although I love how steady Craigslist is. Yeah. Um, of course we would tour this show if people wanted it, uh, but we're all, all of us have many, many shows now. And I think it's going to be interesting to see when touring comes again, what do, what does the, what do audiences want and what do presenters want? Because everybody's going to be raring to go. I have another show called Little Volcano that was supposed to be touring this year, and so I'm hoping that that will be touring next year. But uh, we just we just don't know. And I I want to see what people want, and yeah. then we'll do what people want. Basically, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I was going to ask: Do you have anything coming up that you would like to mention, or do you have any projects that you're excited about? Oh, there's always so many projects, Sarah. Um, 
Uh, well, I'm, I'm writing a new piece with Ami Gladstone. That's not going to be up for another year, but uh, he and I wrote Onyegin together as well as working on this show, and I'm always happy to have new things with him. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, the Little Volcano show, is that's uh, something that premiered last year and is a very personal show that's sort of a retrospective of a lot of the song, very personal songs I've written, and that album came out uh, in October. So I'm hoping that one has a bit more life. But most of this year, because travel is so confusing, I'm staying home and writing. So I think you can expect a whole bunch of new projects in 2022. That's exciting. Well, hopefully we'll get to talk about your new projects too in the future. That would be great. I would love that. Yeah. And so before we go, is there anything you would like to tell our audience or anything you would like to mention? we've covered a lot of stuff i hope you're doing okay out there audience <laughs> i hope that you're not going too crazy and that and that you're healthy and um yeah i hope that i hope you find some fun in the next few months before you get vaccinated yes hopefully everyone will be able to get vaccinated that will be <laughs> that will be great <laughs> that would be really nice wouldn't it oh my god yeah yeah <laughs> well thank you so much thank you for taking the time out of your day to talk to me uh, it sounds really exciting. You're, you're very welcome. And I hope that you are coming to see the show. Yes, I am, hopefully. Yes, fantastic. <laughs> Discorder Magazine has been supporting local music for over 30 years. Thanks to the long-term support of the Rickshaw Theatre, Discorder lives. favorite bands are playing at the Rickshaw Theatre, check out their calendar just behind the cover of Discorder Magazine or at rickshawtheatre.com. To prevent the spread of coronavirus 2019 or COVID-19, social distancing and self-isolation measures have been recommended. Here are some tips for managing your mental health while working from home, in self-isolation, quarantined, having to be home due to loss of employment, or just having to be home more than usual, according to at Counseling for All Seasons on Instagram. Try to create a structure or routine for your day. Structure helps us feel a sense of normalcy and control, and this is especially important during a time with a lot of unknowns. Routines do not have to be about productivity. Take a nap, go for a walk, or read a book. Remember to have regular meals and hydrate. This can add to a regular routine, and both of these can contribute to mood changes. If it's possible, get outside. If it's possible, get outside or open your windows. Fresh air and natural light can be beneficial to mental health. Don't be afraid to go outside. Just make sure you're observing basic social distancing. Stick to a sleep routine. Both lack of sleep and excess sleep can increase anxiety and depression. Keep up with personal hygiene and chores. Skipping personal hygiene routines can affect our moods, so try to shower, etc., even though you're not going out. Keeping your space tidy and clean can help with mental health, but it'll also contribute to preventing the spread of COVID-19. It's two birds, one stone. Remember to connect with loved ones. We might not be able to see people face-to-face, -face, but that doesn't mean that those relationships are any less meaningful or important. Connection is vital to our mental health, especially in times that can feel full of despair. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that interview. Also, I just looked up how to pronounce. Can I've been saying cantata. Google Translate says cantata. And I really don't know if I should trust myself or Google Translate. But anyways, so now I'm going to play another song from a Craigslist cantata, I guess. <laughs> it's called Noodles. Again, it's written by Veda Healy, Bill Richardson, and Emil Gladstone. So enjoy! I will pay you, pay you, pay you, pay you. I will Pay you, pay you, pay you, pay you, pay you one dollar to sit in my bathtub full of noodles while you wear a one-piece bathing suit. I will not be home, nor will anyone else while you do this. Dance 
dancing, 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 dancing. I will pay you, pay you, pay you, pay you, pay you one dollar. I will leave the key for you, and you will sit at your leisure. I will require at least a five-minute stay. A neighbor will watch the front door from across the street, and using a supplied stopwatch, we'll time your entrance and departure. Please bring your own footwear. The noodles will be cooked and therefore slippery. I will pay you, pay you, pay you, pay you, pay you one dollar to sit in my bath of full of noodles while you wear a one-piece bathing suit. I will not be home, nor will anyone else while you do this. Here we go. Dancing, 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 dancing. I will season, 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 season the pasta after I return home prior to dinner. Do not bring any sauce. I can't believe there was a person who actually posted this ad on Craigslist. It's crazy. And I'm so happy that these wonderful three people made this into art. <laughs> I'm so excited to watch this. Um, yeah, okay. Again, you can watch Do You Want What I Have Got? A Craigslist Cantata <laughs> from February 5th until the 7th it's live streamed check it out um i hope i really hope you enjoyed the show i feel like i want to play one more song from a craigslist cantata because it just, it's just they're so funny um <laughs> okay you know what we'll play one more song and then i'll be back i really hope you're enjoying these as much as i am so i'll play bus boyfriend i mentioned in the interview that I listened to 300 Stuffed Penguins and Bus Boyfriend. So you heard the the first one before the interview and I guess now you'll hear Bus Boyfriend. Okay, I'll be I'll be back after this. <laughs> To smell you again Bus boyfriend I want to smell you again Bus boyfriend Craigslist Missed connections This was months ago We only rode the bus together Three times You wore drab Grayish blue clothes That were slightly baggy I had chin-length brown hair and cute sunglasses. I was holding a cup of coffee that kept spouting forth like a caffeinated geyser from the tiny sippy hole on the top, scalding my hands as I attempted in vain to dry off with a flimsy, recycled paper napkin. Bus boyfriend, I want to smell you again. Bus boyfriend. I want to smell you again Bus boyfriend Don't you, you sat next to me There was genuine sexual tension Which is rare in this city And even rarer on the bus You smelled really, 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 really good I didn't make eye contact, although I took off my glasses so you wouldn't think I looked like a spy. I, I didn't make conversation. I just smelled you the whole way downtown. I do 
hi welcome back i hope you enjoy that show not show i hope you enjoyed that song and i hope you enjoyed our show yes that what that that's what i was trying to say okay cool perfect <laughs> well that's that's it for today that's it from us tune in next week for our fun drive episode woohoo so if you don't know fun drive is the one week every year where CITR asks for your help. We ask for your donations because that's the money we operate on. If if we don't have the donation money, we can't bring you the local and the alternative content that we do. And yeah, no donation is too little. Even $5 help. You can donate at citr.ca forward slash donate. We'll get more into that next week on our fun drive episode. So, you know, tune in for that. Also, just because it's our fun drive episode doesn't mean we're only going to talk about that. No, we have a bunch of reviews and interviews coming up next week. So that's something to look forward to. Actually, I'll tell you what's coming up right now. So um, we have a review of a Craigslist Cantata a review of UBC Opera's Mansfield Park, a review of I Swallowed a Moon Made of Iron, and an interview of, like, an interview that I will be doing. Okay, so now that all of that's out of the way, I can say thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been The Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM with me, Sarah Unju, as your host. I hope you have a lovely day and I'll talk to you next week. Bye!